0: Should you feel guilty when amassing large profits as a self-directed investor? Do you feel responsibility to society at large, the government, or anyone else, whenever your investments make you wealthier? I'm Brian Ellis, and I'll give you the harsh reality about this sticky topic right now in episode number 51.
1: You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio. I've just returned from a business
0: trip to Las Vegas and fortunately had a chance to have a bit of fun in my spare time. And wow, as many times as I've been to Sin City, it never ceases to amaze me just how much money is flowing through that place at any one time. It was amazing. In some places, a person could play blackjack for a dollar. In other places, the minimum was $100 per hand. And in one small casino, nobody could even enter the door if they didn't bring at least $300,000 with them. But the really amazing thing is this. In each of those cases, the money is basically being thrown away, and everybody knows it. The distinction between the person who gambles with a dollar versus the person who gambles with $300,000 or even much more brings up a hot topic in politically correct circles, the notion of income inequality. My friends, I don't veer into politics on this show very much, and today's discussion isn't political. Rather, it's practical, because this is an issue that, whether you know it or not, is currently staring you in the face and will be for the rest of your life. There's an asinine belief pushed by liberal politicians that there's such a thing as income inequality. The notion is that somehow it's unethical, bad, or otherwise undesirable for one person to have more money than another. Why would anyone believe such a thing? I'll tell you why. Because it centralizes power with the government. Because who else is big enough and powerful enough to set standards for equality and to enforce those standards on those who produce wealth at an unequal pace? Cries of income inequality are the financial equivalent of the type of race baiting performed by race bigots like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. It's a way to make those who are not wealthy support the government against the wealthy so that the government, in its infinite wisdom, of course, is able to steal from the producers and give to everyone else. Now, it used to be that this redistribution of wealth really only happened for the benefit of the poorest members of our society. But those days are long, long gone. In fact, Obamacare is built entirely on the availability of subsidies, which is a nice term for government handouts, that are provided to those who, in the eyes of the government, need those subsidies, and for whom a dependence on government will be built as a result. And income inequality is discussed regularly also for the purposes of bringing a sense of guilt to those of us who have been blessed financially. If you're ashamed of your success, you'll be less combative when the government decides to take it from you by force. And never fail to realize, my friends, taxation is the taking of your property by force, particularly at the rates we pay in America. And the justification for this is invariably the same. There are people who are less fortunate than you and the government is going to take your money to provide for them. My friends, that's absolute baloney. If I didn't stipulate this podcast as being free of bad language, I'd tell you more clearly, but the initials BS must say it clearly enough. It would be easy for me to make the counter-argument by saying, how many poor people actually come off of welfare and become dependent on themselves alone? And how many people who are receiving food stamps, more right now than ever before in the history of America, by the way, how many of those people are are moving away from that dependency and into self-reliance? Well, that's not what the government's trying to do. They're trying to build dependency. But as legitimate as those questions are, the fact is that it's not simply that the government does a terrible job of actually helping those in need. No, my friends, the issue is far more fundamental than that. You see, the mantra of income inequality is evil is all about softening the blow so that the government can take your private property, your money, by force. It's all about denying you a fundamental right as a human, the right to your labor and what is produced by it. And to be overwhelmingly clear with you, your labor includes the making of decisions about where and how to invest your capital. This is theft, pure and simple. It's this type of theft that was the basis for the revolution that formed this country. And the theft isn't just against those of us who are targets of the income redistributionist nonsense. The theft also victimizes our economy as a whole and the future of this country, because with every single penny stolen, even if under power of law, still stolen from a producer and given to someone else, that someone else grows in dependency, drops in productivity, and sees themselves less and less as people and more and more as wards of the state to be cared for in every aspect of their lives. Unfortunately, this isn't sustainable. If you think the national debt is a problem, you're right. But national apathy is much worse. And apathy on the part of the masses, those wards of the state, means that productivity will never, ever be where it needs to be to pull America out of the financial pit that our politicians have placed us in. So, my friends, I have two recommendations for you. First, I'm not going to recommend a political party for you. But I will say this without hesitation. If you hear a politician talking about income inequality as a problem to be solved, run the other way. If you hear a politician speaking favorably about redistribution or subsidies or tax hikes, then run the other way. When you hear a politician speaking in glowing terms about fairness, ask yourself, who decides what's fair? And then run the other way. It's those politicians and the fools who financed and voted for them who put us where we are today. Second, Make as much money as you can and pay as little tax as the law allows because not only is profit not shameful, it's actually totally praiseworthy. There's no such thing as profit without providing a genuine service or good product to a customer for a reasonable price. Yes, of course, it's possible to profit unethically, but that's the exception and not the rule. Long term profits are invariably a clear indicator of fundamental wisdom and the exchange of mutually beneficial value, both clearly very good things. To that end, please join me tomorrow on this show as I tell you about a specific real estate strategy that's producing strong results, and it's both simple and safe. If you have at least $50,000 of liquidity and want a great diversification that's both short-term and quite predictable, you're going to love this. So be sure to join me for tomorrow's edition of Self-Directed Investor Radio. And in the meantime,
1: my friends, remember, invest wisely today, live well forever.